Mike Dell's World number 150 for February 9th, 2010. Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is Mike, and I'd like to welcome you to Mike Dell's World on schedule. Anyway, I sure appreciate you guys taking out the time to uh, listen to me once a week here on uh, Mike Dell's World. Just, uh, you know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and, uh, and it takes a lot of time and effort to uh, keep up on them. So it's uh, it's very appreciated that, that you guys do that for me. It's also appreciated that we have a sponsor, GoToMeeting. With all this heavy weather we've been seeing uh, over there in the East Coast and Washington, D.C. And, and all that, getting to meetings is close to impossible sometimes. We'll skip the flight, skip the drive, use GoToMeeting to host online meetings instead. Everybody simply logs into GoToMeeting.com and then they can see your computer desktop on their computer screen. With just a, just a click, you can host sales presentations, training sessions, and product demos right from your computer. And it sure beats uh, fighting the, the snow to, to get there, even if it's just across town. You can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days, but you must visit GoToMeeting.com slash Tech Podcasts. That's go to meeting.com slash tech podcasts for a 30 day trial. And I, I use it myself. So, uh, you know, it's well worth it. If you, uh, you know, want to get on there and just do it for 30 days, you don't need to give them your credit card or anything and uh, you know, try it out. Uh, try it out with a friend. You can use their voice over IP, uh, use a telephone call in. Uh, it's pretty good stuff. So, anyway, get over to, uh, Go to meeting.com slash tech podcasts with an S for your 30 day trial. And I'm going to play a quick song here. Oh, what am I going to play? Ah, we're going to play the new song by Bob Ritchie from uh, musicalley.com. I wrote a new song today, and you know I really gotta say, I think it's gonna be a hit. I can't go wrong with my new stick. You see, I didn't really write a thing. Just change the lyrics up and bada bing. I told the band to play that song. The one they really can't get wrong. Cause we played it about a million times. We re-release it and we change the rhymes. And all our fans think it's so cool. What the hell is wrong with all of you? And if I ever get a writer's block It's not a problem when you sing hard rock You just mumble some gibberish And then you sing it just like this Oh, well, oh, God, Every song we ever wrote is on the top ten charts And I don't really think that I would have the heart To tell my fans it's nothing more than a lie But I don't really have a doubt 
never really went to school I'd probably be some kind of bum I'm so glad my fans are dumb Whoa, whoa, whoa Oh, God, destiny We've been putting out the same song for ten years now And when we top the charts, it's like, holy cow Our whole career is nothing but a big lie, big lie And we love to take advantage that our fans are sapped And keep regurgitating out the same old crap I can't believe we pulled off such a big lie, big lie Someday, somehow I'm gonna make it alright But not right now And this is how you remind me I wanna be a rock star Well, sorry I got confused It's kinda easy when you're in my shoes We've been putting out the same song for ten years now And when we top the charts it's like Holy cow, our whole career is Nothing more than a lie, a lie All the time we would have spent on writing all those songs Instead we just got wasted and we hit the bong I can't believe we pulled off such a big lie, big lie This song is gonna be a hit And you know I kinda have to admit I don't really give up This is the worst Super Bowl party ever. Now, Dave, be nice. Oh, he's just saying that because I'm here. No, oh, he's just saying that because I'm here. <sighs> okay, the song was uh, was the new song by Bob Ritchie. Uh, played through the Funny Music Project over at musicalley.com. And that little clip there was, of course, the... Uh, David Letterman promo that uh, starred Jay Leno and Oprah Winfrey along with Dave Letterman. And uh, it's really quite a story. If you haven't read about it, uh, if you noticed last Tuesday, I believe it was, uh, a week ago today, as I record this, uh, Jay Leno was preempted by The Biggest Loser. Well, that wasn't by accident. That was, that was planned out. And Jay secretly flew to New York City on NBC's private jet and snuck in in disguise while David was uh, David Letterman was taping his show, and Oprah also snuck in. And after the show and after the audience had cleared out, they uh, went up in the balcony and uh, recorded that promo. And oh boy, I don't know what that noise was. Hopefully, hopefully you're not hearing it too badly. Oh, I know what it is. My uh, they call that uh, wastewater pump there in the uh, furnace room, or condensate pump. There you go. Pumps all the water out of the furnace. But anyway, that that was really quite a, a deal. And then uh, you know, of course, you guys know I'm I'm a Jay Leno fan. Uh, I got to see him. I got to see a taping of the Tonight Show uh, a couple years back during the uh, podcast and New Media Expo in Ontario, and uh, Ed Ovet from uh, Ed's Mixed Bag and Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting, and uh, 
the guy that does uh well it used to be uh the pod show music show or something i don't know now it's the mevio music show you know i don't remember it seems brett but uh anyway uh we all rented a car and and along with uh what was her name again jeez i'm i'm losing it uh uh, Carmen Tyler uh, and her mom all went to uh, to see a taping of the Tonight Show over in Burbank, and uh, well, that was interesting. So I, I'm, I'm a Jay Leno fan, you know, regardless of all the little controversies that he ends up with. No, none of that's really his fault, or at least it doesn't seem to be to me. But that was really something. Uh, Jay, last night on his show, at the 10 o'clock show, which I think this is the last week of it, not positive before he uh, goes back to the Tonight Show, or I don't know, are they killing the Tonight Show and calling it the Jay Leno Show? I don't know. Uh, I, I really hadn't heard about that. Hmm, something I ought to look into. But anyway, uh, last night on his show, he told a you know told the story about how uh, you know he f- secretly flew to New York and not any not even his staff knew. It was funny. One of the NBC executives called up uh i guess the uh, the day after and said hey dave letterman's got something really big going on some somebody snuck in there and they saw him you know had a fake mustache and blah 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 you know and, and we think it was barack obama and he's got something really big planned even that guy whoever it was one of the execs didn't know that uh, it was actually jay <laughs> so uh sounded like a, a pretty cool deal and uh Hopefully uh, those guys can bury the hatchet a little bit. Uh, I know David Letterman was a bit bitter about that. And, you know, who can blame him? You know, he was told he was going to take over The Tonight Show years ago by Johnny Carson. But it turns out NBC had other plans and Johnny Carson really didn't have any say in it. And, you know, of course, after Johnny Carson's death, uh, it was revealed that uh, Carson was writing jokes for Letterman uh, all along. So... That's, you know, water under the bridge, I guess. Uh, Jay was uh, saying that it was really nice to to see Dave. I, actually, I didn't hear or see any clips uh, from David Letterman's show. And, uh, I guess I'll have to go look at that and see what he had to say about it. But, uh, you know, a couple of years ago or the last time CBS uh, hosted the Super Bowl, uh, of course, there's been some sort of feud between Oprah and Dave Letterman back then, and uh, they did a Super Bowl commercial or promo, uh, you know, just Oprah and and Dave Letterman. So that's kind of cool seeing uh, some of the big wigs and and television broadcasting coming together. And you know, they they need to do stuff like that to to uh, you know promo their stuff. I mean, you know. Broadcast television is not doing as good as it once was. And, you know, there's a reason for that, I guess. <laughs> Speaking of the Super Bowl, I really didn't uh, didn't pay a lot of attention to the game. Uh, you know, I watched the game. It was good. Uh, you know, congratulations to New Orleans for uh, their win. And, uh, you know, just a matter of uh, the... They they beat the Colts and you know I, I couldn't have cared less either way which one won but uh, you know kind of like to see uh, Peyton Manning uh, do another one but uh, I guess not it wasn't his turn 
did it a couple years ago, and his brother did it uh, also a year or two ago. And uh, that's just fine. So, anyway, let's uh, go on with some more music here. Uh, a little music heavy today, uh, but I do have lots to talk about, so this might be a long show. going to play one from an uh, old friend, uh, Jonathan Colton. This one's called Shop Vac, and it's from his uh, Thing a Week podcast. We took the freeway out of town. We found a place to settle down. We bought a driveway and a swing set and a dog. You got your very own bathroom. I got my very own workshop in the basement. We sit around staring at the wall to wall. Take field trips to our favorite mall. Waiting for the day when all the kids grow up and leave us here. If you need me, I'll be downstairs with the shop back. You can call, but I probably won't hear you because it's loud with the shop back on. You'll be okay, you'll be upstairs. With the TV, you can cry and I probably won't hear you Because it's loud with the shop back on We hung a flag above the door Checked out the gourmet grocery store I bought a mower, I can ride around the yard But we haven't got real friends And now even the fake ones have stopped calling Maybe if you forget to hide the keys I'll take a ride to Applebee's Come home drunk on daiquiris And throw up on the neighbor's lawn If you need me, I'll be downstairs With the shop back You can call, but I probably won't hear you Because it's loud with the shop back on You'll be okay, you'll be upstairs TV. You can cry and I probably won't hear you Because it's loud with the shop back on I like the Starbucks here That's better than the other one Cause the other one's not as good They really need to put a light there Cause it's hard to turn It's hard to make a left turn Above the house and looking down. You may seem silly. I guess I gotta go back there. Guess I never want any other answer. And as the freeway hums, the cars go by. The headlights roll across the sky. Many miles away, and I can see them spinning through the dark. But if you need me, I'll be downstairs with the shop back.
And that was Jonathan Colton. Song was called Shop Vac, and that was off of his Thing of a Week podcast. And I believe it's also available over at musicalley.com, but I'm not sure. JonathanColton.com, probably. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I like his stuff most of the time. So, anyway, hey, by the way, this is the first podcast uh, recorded since I have completely bombed and upgraded the studio computer. So now we're uh, in Windows 7 Home Premium. And uh, instead of using Cast Blaster to play the the tracks, I'm playing using Studio Rack. And I'm using the trial version of Studio Rack only because uh, I can't find my installation uh, file for uh, Cast Blaster. Uh, Studio Rack here, it's by the same guy, but it's a newer, latest, greatest, updated thing. So I'm using the trial. And and it works fine. It's full-featured. I'm not using it to record, but I'm using it to, you know, fire off the the music and the and the promos and whatever else I, I throw in there. The only problem is you can't save it, so I can't save this profile. So that you know, if I close the program, then all the tracks go away, and I got to reload everything. But uh, eh, it's not too bad, and and it's eh, eventually I may I might yeah I may buy it because it is pretty slick. But anyway, I don't know if I've got everything tweaked just right. So uh, if the audio sounds a little goofy. Well, you know. Blame it on Windows 7. <laughs> and, you know, so far I like Windows 7. Uh, the machine definitely runs faster, but, you know, it could be two things. I also uh, got three gigabytes of RAM to add to the one gigabyte that was in it and four slots. I got, now I got four gigabytes. And, uh, you know, originally I only had one. So that should make a, a pretty dramatic uh, increase but you know i totally bombed the machine put in a new terabyte hard drive uh, put in the four gigabytes of ram versus one gigabyte of ram and uh, windows 7 and everything seems to be running really smooth uh, the only issue i have so far with uh, windows 7 is like i said getting the audio just right but you know i set everything up just before I started recording here, so it should be okay. Hmm, we'll see, but uh, I'll get it to get it tweaked, no problem. And uh, let's see here. Uh, well, I wanted to talk about the weather. I know everybody talks about the weather when they ain't got anything better to talk about, but kind of coming to a, a strange point here is for for northern michigan we haven't had any significant snow since the first of the year i've got a little skiff here and there and that's been it and i talked about that last week too but uh you know now it's getting a little weird because you know all the stuff going on out in the east coast you know we're missing it here and I guess, uh, you know, if it hits in the southern part of uh, the Great Lakes, I guess that's good. But, you know, we need some more snow up here to keep keep our lake levels up. Uh, you know, for most of the 90s and uh, part of the 2000s, all the uh, Great Lakes had been, you know, dropping water level. 
And last few years, it's been coming up, but it just isn't right. Uh, you know, for around here this time of year, I mean, usually we've got, you know, had at least one blizzard and, you know, normally we would have, uh, you know, six foot banks in the driveway. It's been nice. I mean, you know, I can't complain. I haven't had to plow the driveway yet this year. And, you know, I'm still getting around with the, you know, the old Toyota Camry uh, or either of the trucks in two-wheel drive, uh, getting around just fine. Roads are bone dry, and, and it's projected to stay pretty much that way. We're supposed to get maybe two inches of snow out of this next storm that's coming through south of us. But, you know, two inches of snow here is not even an event. Well, 30 inches of snow here isn't that big of an event. Not like they uh, talk about out east there, but, you know, I guess when you're not equipped to uh, deal with it, then I guess it is a big deal. But, oh, well, that's uh, just the way it goes. You're uh, in northern Michigan. So, anyway, I'm going to play another song. Yeah, I know, music heavy today, but uh, you got to get some pretty fun stuff. Uh, this one's by the creepy internet guy it's called uh, nuclear bubble wrap
was deserted I tried to flirt and screw I don't know how I'd be converted I am perverted too Listening to Mike on Mike Dell's World, a show about nothing. Well, let's hope it's not a show about nothing. Actually, I got lots to talk about today. <laughs> Talking about uh, the East Coast weather, you know, with all the snowstorms and whatever's been going on. Geez, they're a little hot on the audio there. Sorry about that. We'll uh, tone that down a little. But uh, anyway, back in the day here in in northern Michigan, we had uh, two, you know, the, the NBC station and the CBS station. And uh, had uh, a guy that we uh, affectionately called Blizzard Bill. That uh, was, uh, was his name. Nah, I can't remember his name. That was, you know, back in 78. And I was just a kid then. But uh, we had Blizzard Bill on one channel and then had a you know normal meteorologist on the other uh, channel. On the CBS channel was Blizzard Bill, and every time there was snow in the forecast, it was going to be the blizzard of the century. Holy crap, we're going to die, blah, blah, the white death is coming, and you know, he was just something else when it came to any time there was any snow. Well, of course, coming up to the blizzard of 78, he started with his uh, rant about how bad it was going to be, and you know, you might as well go get your you know get your groceries and make sure you you know got wood for your fireplace or your wood stove and you know just warning 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 well it was you know like the kid that cried wolf all the time uh you know nobody took heed well uh, the blizzard of 78 was just something else up here it started about a week before the one that hit the east coast that of course everybody knows about uh it happened 
to be my birthday, uh, January 25th, when they were predicting all this. Of course, it hadn't snowed in a couple of weeks. And at the time, my dad drove an old uh, 1970 VW van. And for my birthday, they got pizza. Well, you know, got a lot of pizza because we had a lot of people over to the house. And he drove his VW van out to the barn. And then we had another trail plowed. It wasn't normally for cars, but had another trail plowed to the back of the house. And so he parked his uh, VW van there uh, along the back deck of the house. And there goes the dog barking. And uh, anyway, all right, hang on. I got to go take care of that dog. Okay, got the dog taken care of. I don't know what he was barking about, but uh, it was bugging me. Probably, probably you guys didn't hear it. But anyway, Dad had, you know, brought pizzas home and and uh, parked next to the deck there, which, you know, was probably uh, 200 yards of, of plowed driveway uh, off of the road to, to get where he was. And, of course, you know, we heard Blizzard Bill talking about the storm of the century and so on and so forth. And, of course, you know, they took that with a grain of, of salt. And uh, anyway, so we had pizza on my birthday. And I think that was my, uh, that had been my 12th birthday. And then me and my cousin snow, uh, cross-country skied over to uh, his house, which was, you know, mile and a half away and i spent the night over there and i'll never forget this is one of those memories that are burned into your brain that when the snow started we were listening to uh, 92.1 wccw radio in traverse city and they were talking about the snow is falling and it's it's starting to come down and the winds are kicking up and and all that and I just remember this uh, this old stereo system, old tube type stereo system with a blue dial on it, and we were just glued to that radio. Yes, we had TV. It was 1978. Come on, we had VCRs back then. But uh, anyway, I just remember that. And then we woke up in the morning, and at my cousin's house, uh, Uncle had. Uh, let's see, they had three cars, four cars maybe in the driveway. And two of them were completely covered up, couldn't see them. And, you know, one of them was a van and, you know, you could see the top half of the van and, and, you know, the snow had drifted up against the door. When you opened the door, the snow was as tall as I was. And we spent a good hour and a half just digging out the, the, you know, to get out the door and the sidewalk and. And find our cross country skis and and all that and uh, so my cousin and I uh, skied over to uh, my dad's house. Well, my mom had a uh, VW Beetle, you know, the old kind, and she had an eight foot CB antenna on the bumper of that. And all you could see of that VW Beetle parked in the front yard in the front driveway was about the top two feet of it. Uh, out in the back driveway, you know, Dad's van was, you know, half covered and and all that. But uh, the worst part about it was the uh, we had horses at the time. And the horses were in a barn 
uh, in the, at the neighbors at the time, cause our barn wasn't uh, suitable for horses yet. And, uh, we had to haul water over there. And I mean, it was crazy. That was when snowshoes were absolutely necessary. You know, the cross country skis worked okay, but, uh, in that heavy powder, uh, snowshoes worked better. And, uh, we hauled five gallon buckets of water over to the horses. Later, I found out horses will just eat snow if uh, they don't have liquid water, but that's a whole other story. But <laughs> so we had to go do that, and then we started in on getting Dad's van out. Of course, the road was completely closed. The only thing going up and down the road was snowmobilers, uh, cross-country skiers, and snowshoes, uh, and that stayed that way for three days. I think I might have told this story before, but. Uh, the only reason our road got plowed three days later was somebody down the road a little further than us, uh, they owned a uh, company called Northern Equipment, and they sold the uh, big front-end loaders and graders, you know, that kind of construction equipment. And the lady of the house was a smoker, and she'd run out of cigarettes. So she uh, had called somebody that was interested in buying a front end loader from them. Said, hey, why don't you go uh, get that front end loader and, you know, give it a try and, uh, and bring me a carton of cigarettes. So that guy, he, he actually opened the road. It wasn't the county. The county hadn't got to us yet. But uh, he come down that road with that front end loader and, and opened the road. Brought the lady a carton of cigarettes, and on his way back out, he made a bunch of money plowing people's driveways out. We we had our driveway plowed out, and that's a whole other story. In fact, I, I still got the tractor sitting here in my yard that we used back in 1978 to plow our driveway out, but uh, we hadn't got to the horse barn uh, driveway so we had him uh, plow that out. I think he charged us 20 bucks or, or something, which was, you know, pretty expensive back in 78, but uh, certainly a lot better than us spending a day doing it with our tractor. It was uh, definitely something else. Uh, never seen snow like that, uh, and uh, I don't know if I ever will again, but uh, that was that was something else. Uh forget what the total amount of snow was, but it snowed solid for two days. And then it was at least another two days before, you know, we could actually get into town. And I remember going into town, there was a, a Meyer thrifty acres. That's what they called Meyer back then. Uh, it was probably 10 miles away from, from the house. And anyway, uncle got his Jeep out and, uh, and uh, could get down the road because of that front end loader, uh, get to the, the main road. Of course, our road's sort of a main road too, but anyway, it wasn't that main of a road. We didn't go to school that whole week. Uh, that was the other thing. Uh, it was just crazy. But we, we me and my uncle uh, went in with his Jeep, went to Meyer Thrifty Acres, and we got there, you know, figuring, oh, okay, you know, they'll have everything. Shelves were almost bare. I mean, there was there was some stuff there, but uh, definitely was not well stocked. Of course, they hadn't had trucks in in three, four days, and and it's just amazing. And that brings me to another question: Why is it when a storm's coming, 
Everybody wants to make French toast. Now, wait a minute. That Think about it. Everybody goes to the store and they get bread, milk, and eggs. Well, what can you make with bread, milk, and eggs? French toast. So that must be uh, the food of of blizzards and, and uh, hurricanes and whatnot. Because they did the same thing in Florida. Everybody, when a hurricane was coming in, everybody would go get the bread, eggs, and milk. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. T- totally different subject. Uh, this is an open letter I just got. Uh, it's an open letter uh, to uh, the powers that be, I guess. It's how to save the airlines. And uh, first thing, it says, dump the male flight attendants. Nobody wanted them in the first place. Replace all the female flight attendants with good-looking strippers. What the hell? They don't even serve food anymore, so what's the loss? The strippers would at least triple the alcohol sales and get a party atmosphere going in the cabin. And, of course, every businessman in the country would start flying again, hoping to see the naked women. Because of the tips, female flight attendants wouldn't need a salary, thus saving even more money. I suspect the tips would be so good that they could charge the women for working on the plane and have them kick back 20% of the tips, including lap dances and special services. Muslims would be afraid to get on the planes for fear of seeing a naked woman. Hijackings would come to a screeching halt, and the airline industry would see record revenues. This is definitely a win-win situation if we handle it right. A golden opportunity to turn a liability into an asset. Why doesn't Obama think of this? Why do I still have to do everything? Sincerely, Bill Clinton. Last night, last night as my baby, as my baby was sleeping inside her bed, I took a tape, took a tape measure, to her, measure to her, oh, just to see what it read. Said 37, 37 round her bosom. podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. Find freshly picked podcasts just for you at Blueberry.com. That's Blueberry, no ease.com. Yeah, prime numbers. 
Only divisible by one. Anyway, that was, uh, who was that? See, I gotta, gotta look where I was, uh, playing that from. That's the only bad thing about Studio Rack. It doesn't, uh, doesn't tell me. Oh, yeah, that's the two-man gentleman band from musicalley.com. Go check them out. Uh, I played some of their stuff before. Might even have played that one, but uh, it was worthy of a, another spin. <laughs> anyway, well, I'm going to get out of here uh, shortly. Uh, figure uh, we're at 41 minutes. Uh, I don't want to go uh, over an hour here, but hope you enjoyed the podcast. Got to... Uh, some self-promotion to do here. Of course, uh, tonight, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, I do the Folk Air Show over on WNMC, 90.7 FM in Traverse City, or uh, at www.wnmc.org. You can listen to the live stream. They have a lot of cool music over there. You can listen uh, anytime. they got jazz, folk, world beat music, rock, uh we thing called American Crossroads, which is blues and folk and folky blues and that kind of stuff. And of course, bluegrass and, and you know, they got a little bit of everything. Uh, on Fridays, they got uh, local music, a show called Local Motion, which is usually a live band in the studio. Yeah. I don't think anybody does that anymore. All right, we do. But anyway, go check out WNMC.org. And especially on Tuesdays between 7 and 9 p.m. Eastern Time, where I'm playing folk and bluegrass, for the most part. Of course, we'll see you on Thursday for Geek of the North. Got a good show already lined up. Got a few more details to work out, but pretty much got got the show laid out on my uh, raw voice show notes pad here so go check that out over at geekofthenorth.com and uh, also on iTunes and Zoom and now wherever else fine podcasts are distributed actually that was also over on the tech podcast network at techpodcast.com so that's that's my self promotion for uh, this week also you know go check out the uh, unplugged Mike Dell Unplugged, and uh, the uh, iPadio. Those are my, uh, whenever I feel like it, uh, podcasts. Uh, you know, kind of part of this podcast, but a little, uh, little less uh, formal and a lot less music. In fact, no music. So I'm going to play one more song and then uh, be out of here. So uh, you want to hit the... Uh, fast forward to your next podcast uh, this would be a good time to do it but i sure appreciate you taking out time of your week uh, to listen to me i'm gonna play a song by tom smith called the redneck ninjas it's another one of those twangy tunes <laughs> we'll uh, catch you later and you can catch me later Up in the Ozarks where the trees are thick and green There's a gifted band of warriors the world ain't never seen They live their lives in shadow, cutting throats and setting traps 
They'd die for family honor and they'd buy their beer from Pat's. Beware the redneck ninjas who come out after dark. We skulk around the truck stop and we stalk the trailer park. Black overalls and baseball caps hide us in the night. At least they would if our socks and skin weren't so pasty white. Dang farmer's tan? Would you put on a t-shirt? Something. We ain't got fancy clothes or weapons, just what we can grab. Black shuriken cut from beer cans and call drops from pool tabs. For swords we sharpen up machetes, break in all the laws. Our blowguns come from steak and shake, they've got the biggest straws. Beware the redneck ninjas, cause we've learned to improvise. Confederate flags conceal our faces and keep out the flies. We make our stinging gas bombs with Tabasco in balloons. Heck, half our gears inspired by old Roadrunner cartoons. Hey y'all, I got me an Acme bat suit. I'm gonna fly! Well, that was pathetic. Clean up on aisle three. Hear now the tale of the final great battle between Clan Cabela and Clan Bigfoot. For many years, the clans had fought their secret hidden wars. For honor, gold, and glory, and dibs on the hardware stores. It mostly was just dirty tricks, they never came to blows. Till one day on their border was a brand new shiny Lowe's. Camelot, Camelot, it's only a big box store. Shh, shh, shh. Bigfoot lords found taxidermied beavers in their beds. Whatever flattened Cabela's camp had big old honkin' treads. It might have broke down then and there, if not for cooler heads. They chose to hold the tournament that every ninja dreads. The terrible, the dangerous, most extreme event of them all. Yakuza Palooza! Can I sell the official t-shirt? Don't push it, Clem. I ain't gonna push it. I'm just gonna hang it up and let people pay me for it. A ninja competition, each side would pick one man To represent the spirit and the honor of the clan Cabela picked Ted Nugent with longbow and guitar And Bigfoot chose Truckzilla, who ate Ted Nugent's car The Nuge, calmly got Truckzilla right there in his sights He knocked off all his mirrors and he shot out all his lights Truckzilla thrashed around until his engine up and died Then fell right through an outhouse that was sadly occupied the outhouse door swung open, Truckzilla had barely missed The champion of Clan NASCAR, and he was doubly pissed Hello, my name is Juan Pablo Montoya You killed my potty, prepare to die So now it was a three-way dance, but before they could cut loose Right in front of them, a beer truck smashed into a wayward moose What a crazy random happenstance A moose once bit my sister, but that's the same dang moose Get him! Old Ted nailed the guitar riff as he closed in for the kill. The NASCAR pinned that rig between Truckzilla and his grill. They declared a truce over buds and moose smoke brisket barbecue and vowed to work together against the Dread Clan Sudoku. So now we stand united till our enemies are gone. If you hear dueling banjos, then there's dueling going on. If our Shogun says get her done, there won't be nothing left. So beware the redneck ninjas, the good old boys of death. Katana to slice summer sausage, you just might be a redneck ninja. Does kill bossy count? Shut up and pass the wasabi. That's all, folks.